0: Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe there if you would. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the extra edition of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. And I'm here with Derek Vandegriff and Derek... We've been saying for like weeks now. It's like, hey, we'll talk about baseball again in January. We'll talk about baseball again in January. And it seems like you still are coming on every single week.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's always something to talk about with baseball, right? You know, and and we mix in a little bit of the MLB flair too with it, so it's not all strictly old guess, but you know, there's there was actually some news between the last time me and you talked. Uh, you know, we kind of touched on it last time, me looking at Luke Hill there and you know, turns out it ended up happening.
0: Yeah, he's a good player out of Arizona State. <clears throat> the coach lost his mind a little bit when he transferred, but if you just look at his stats and look at the highlights of this kid playing, this this is a legit shortstop prospect.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good pull for us, right? Uh, you know, he's got a Baton Rouge. Uh, we obviously had a gaping hole at shortstop after, you know, losing Jacob Gonzalez and Cooper Pratt in the draft and then Urso going back to Tampa. Uh, so, yeah, there there was definitely a need there. We needed a warm body, and uh, they went out and did far more than that. They not only got a warm body, they got one of the best freshmen in the entire country to come plug that spot.
0: Yeah, and I think – I'm not sure which podcast it was. It may have been Talk of Champions, but if it, I got the wrong one, I didn't do it intentionally. But they interviewed Mike Clement, and apparently they can already talk about these players, so they must already be in school. Yeah. Uh, so. So he said that Luke Hill, his bat is the thing that actually has him really excited. He's more of an Anthony Servideo type shortstop, a little bit more athletic, smaller guy, but his bat kind of has him excited. Talk about that.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I think that's a really good comparison. I haven't heard that yet. Anthony Servidio. that, that is a really good comp for him. Uh, You know, he, he just makes a ton of contact and he's got a lot more pop than you would think. Just, just looking at him, right? I mean, he, hit the 14 last year i think six home runs uh you know but out here on the west coast the the baseball they play out there in the pac-12 uh you know there's there's some bigger stadiums and all out there i think he would he'll end up doing good getting down in this uh Getting down and hitting in this Mississippi Heath that we have down here, I think some of those will start flying out. And again, he's a freshman. I think that was another really big deal for us. Now, you know, we're this this isn't a rental guy. We're getting this is a guy that's going to be here for a couple years. You know, playing shortstop for. So we've we got him for two years. Uh, obviously, a really high upside. Uh, come coming out of. Uh, baton rouge is a high school player i think he was number four player in the entire state louisiana that's a really really good state for baseball so whenever you're you're in the top five in louisiana you're you obviously have something there right and uh so yeah you know if he comes here he gets the kind of coaching that it seems that every shortstop we have always seems to get i I would think that was really attractive for him too Not, not only the gaping hole but you look back at uh you know, our last three shortstops, Jacob Gonzalez, Anthony Servideo, and Greg Kessinger, they, they all went in the top two rounds of the MLB draft. Uh, and so, you know, that, that had to be really appealing to him. Uh, that's just one position we always have. It's always shortstop and catcher. We've always got studs there. Uh, so hopefully he uh, comes in, gets that hair dyed blonde, and uh, just gets put in shortstop. And the top of the order, too, I think that's where he's going to hit. You know, that's probably going to be our leadoff hitter, too uh but but yeah re- really good bat really down contact guy uh really athletic too that's what i really like about him and and like i said him he'll him here for two years is sitting in a stock gap type thing this is a player you can actually pour a lot of uh you know development into and and kind of see him grow a little bit over his next couple of years so i think he's gonna be really good for us
0: yeah and you took mention dying the hair blonde and all that I think this year Jacob Gonzalez did not die his hair bond because they won the national championship last year and he was the stud and he could do it and then they go six and twenty four in the league.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why you got died again, right? See, J- right. Jacob screwed all that up for us, right? Now, now yes. we're not going to sit here and talk trash about <laughs> Jacob Gonzalez, obviously, right? But he, yeah, in my opinion, we, he's we, the best
0: player that's ever suited up at Ole Miss baseball.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He he was incredible for us. Obviously, you know, uh, you you can't say enough about. Lord, I can go on and on and on. I've mentioned these guys a hundred times on this podcast, but the Jacob Gonzalez, Tim Elkos, Kevin Graham's, Justin Bench, those guys, what they did for this university and this baseball program, as long as they stayed around, and uh you know. Finally got us over the mountaintop there, right? So they're always going to be legends. Jacob Gonzalez, all those guys can do whatever they want to, dye their hair whatever they want to or don't dye their hair. I don't really care. But Luke Hill hadn't done that yet, so uh, he better go find somebody in Oxford to get that thing done. Yeah, he he
0: just he needs to prepare to be a bottle bond essentially. Yeah. Um. It did it didn't stop with Luke Hill. Ole Miss got a commitment from Jackson Ross. A he played third base at Florida Atlantic, but he is a position versatile player that could play yeah. some corner outfield and anywhere on the corner infield. So you might see him at first base as opposed to a Will Furnace or something like that. So that's something we should probably keep an eye on as well, right?
1: yeah yeah and then and, and again another really good get out of the port right uh you know this is a guy that was a first team all conference usa selection down there at florida atlantic uh hit 345 teen home runs uh so so got a guy hop obviously and uh I, I know a lot of people who look at it saying well he came from florida atlantic can he handle the pitching week in, week out in the sec uh they they ended up playing four games against miami and florida throughout the year uh Florida Atlantic did, and he ended up going 11 for 23 against those two games, The the four games they end up playing, so he's he's seen this level of pitching before. I uh, obviously we know what Florida had on on the mound and and with the pitching staff. And, and Miami was a you know a top eight seed or top 16, one of the two. I know they ended up hosting this year, so another really good program. So uh, you know he's he's faced this level of uh, competition before, and not only has he faced it, he's handled it really well. So yeah, it's another. Big bat, I think, is going to get plugged in somewhere in the middle of the order. Uh, don't know where he's going to play at, but you know, you you don't worry about that. You take the bat, and then you find a place for him to play. That's just kind of what we do. You know, kind of kind of like you say, played third last year, and we got Fisher coming in from duty. He's going to man third. Hill at shortstop, I would think Leger ends up at second base. and But then you can sit there and kind of flop Ross and uh, Furnace there at first base, get, give another one a day off, and, and let him DH or something like that. So his versatility would be really key, kind of keep guys fresh throughout the year, hopefully.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think Jackson Ross's dad, dad. went to Ole Miss. Um, oh, okay. So so that was the end, and it was the, anyway. they defeated the Florida Gators. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the recruiting head to head, so it, he's a yeah. wanted guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah very much. All
0: right. All right, let's change the subject just a little bit. After get off of Ole Miss baseball for a second, we'll sort of get off Ole Miss baseball. The trade deadline is approaching rapidly. It's about ten days away from yeah. the trade deadline, and mm-hmm. it was the rumor got out today that the Houston Astros and the Tampa Bay Rays are negotiating with the Detroit Tigers over Michael Lorenzen. and that immediately. Got me thinking, what about Greg Kessinger? This feels like yeah. good trade bait. That's that's a win-win for both organizations because the Tigers, they're, they're honestly ready to move on from Javi, Javi Baez. Um, Greg Kessinger could go, over, go to Detroit and play shortstop for 10 years if he wanted to.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, I think it straight makes a heck of a lot of sense. Uh, You know, obviously following Gray ever since he's been called up, right? And, uh you know, even with Javi Baez there, though, uh, you know, there's a lot of position flexibility with both of these players where you can get them both in the lineup. So it doesn't really matter if they're both primarily shortstops. Javi can go to second or if they want him to play shortstop, and they can move Gray over to third. He's played that in Houston too when – uh breaking was heard early in the year. So, yeah, man, let's, uh, you know, kind of speak this into existence. Let's get Greg Esther up there in Detroit and we'll give you something else to cheer about up there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been a lifelong fan I'm since awesome. March. so I know, I, I know. I, I'm complete, comp- and everybody can see by my Twitter feed, I am completely all in on this. So – Oh no! It's not you, something you, I'm just. I'm not just doing it as a bit.
1: Detroit Tigers. Now, now, granted, yes. you want to break them up after every single win, but I, I kind of get it in position <laughs> right now, right? You know, you can't can't win too much. Still got to get those high draft picks at the end of the year, even though they do the lottery. So you got to get as many balls in there as you can, because uh, you're not ready to win yet. So yeah, you need to flip these guys. Go get Greg uh, and then you know, hopefully the Guardians can get on a little bit of a roll here and and kind of get back into the division hunt. And then you can use some more of your uh, trade bait there, and go get Doug Nickasey and bring him in too.
0: Yeah, seriously, that that that, that would be nice as well. Uh, it's it's a really interesting thought because they're like five and one after the All Star break, or five and two. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. y'all y'all stop. And the Padres are coming up next. There's a chance they could legit sweep the Padres at home because they missed yeah, that yeah, pitcher that, that is so good. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just, they might be two games out of first place after, after this weekend. And I'm like, no, do not go for it. Just
1: go no, sell, no, no. sell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they will. It's kind of like the Orioles last year. Uh, you know, I don't know how much Major League Baseball you followed last year, but the Orioles kind of come out of nowhere. Some of these young guys, they weren't really bringing them up immediately, but you saw them start penciling them in a little bit here and there, and, and they played really well as a team. And I think they were like three games out of the wild card, or something like that, when the uh, trade deadline came up, and and they went into Selma. They they didn't buy. They start selling their guys, getting more prospects, gear up for this year. That's that's what your Tigers need to be doing.
0: Yeah, and it's really fun. The first time I saw Adley Rushman hit, the literally the first time I saw him hit, he hit like a 430 foot home run.
1: An absolute superstar, man. He's mm-hmm. he's going to be the best catcher in baseball if he's not already. He's incredible. Yeah, it, it,
0: whenever I saw that game, the like their hot shot um pitcher was throwing and you had like Gunnar Henderson at shortstop. It was like an introduction to the Orioles straight up. It was pretty yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they and they got more coming. Uh, you know, I, I know some old Miss fans will know the name Kerstad. Uh he played up at Arkansas and just hmm. kicked the fire out of us for three years. Uh he's he's on his way. He's in AAA and he is tearing the cover off the ball and he's done it all year at every stop he's been they keep moving him up and Ah, uh, just doesn't seem like anybody's challenging him right now in the minors. So you'll see him up with the Orioles too. And uh, yeah, that's that's a name that old Miss fans should remember, though, because he he gave us absolute fits for three years.
0: Another name is the number one prospect in the minor leagues right now, which is Jackson Holiday. That that is a name yeah, that is going to yeah. pop up pretty quick as well. Max yeah. Clark is down in the Florida Complex Florida League in rookie ball. He has okay. started his professional journey. I, I am thinking about going to see a game this weekend. I do not know, but I, I figure I got a week or two of him there before yeah. they just bump him up to Lakeland.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. You need to get up there and see him if you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think
0: he's the 24 prospect in major leagues, according to Keith Law, right now, so – I'm I'm okay. pretty excited about seeing that. I also I'm really excited about spring training next year when like Colt Keith and all those guys. Man, I bet
1: you are, yeah, yeah. Because
0: I've been like last night I watched the Toledo Mud Hens game. You know, the future is just fantastic. fantastic. But I'm sitting here watching like Colt Keith and all these other guys that are coming up on the ascendancy, not the 40 Mm -hmm. men guys that are kind of yo-yoing back and forth, but like the newer type players that could be the Mm. next generation to go up. I've been paying attention to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Keith's another one. I'm glad you brought him up, too, because uh, I've, I've kind of followed him since he's from uh, Mississippi, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's just been tearing the cover off all, all year or two for him. So, obviously, super happy for him. You know, uh, Mississippi kid just shooting up the ranks, and he'll he'll be in Detroit for too long if he keeps on going the way he's going.
0: He'll probably, after the trade deadline, he'll probably end up on the full roster for the end of the year to kind of give him a taste, yeah. and I expect yeah. him to be up full-time starting next year.
1: Yeah, yeah I do, too.
0: So anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe there. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Um, Derek's here. We've got um, Tom Vanderford on Sunday night. we got an interview with Charles Stackhouse. we got an interview with Brian Smith this weekend. Is jam packed. Patrick Broomfield as well, the recruit out of Clarksdale. We're talking to him as well. So tune in for that if you can. Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. We'll talk to you again. I'm not going to say we'll talk to you again this offseason or right before baseball season. I'm just going to assume we're going to talk next week. Next
1: week. Yeah, yeah. We probably will, man. We'll we'll come up with something to talk about, I'm sure.
0: Right. Anyway, take care, buddy.
1: All right. Hi
0: Toddy. Hotty Toddy.